ladies and gentlemen. It is 2021. This is Tim O'Connor from T-Talks, and welcome to a new year. Uh, like we mentioned, my name is Tim. I'm Ethan. And I'm Lillian back again. Bo, bo, bo. Welcome, guys, to T-Talks. Again, our special guest uh, this week is Lillian Chen, all the way out in Taiwan. Uh, you've met her last week. Uh, she's the brilliant real estate investor slash entrepreneur uh, now doing some crazy stuff out on the other side of the world. Ethan and I are both based in California. It's a new year. We have lots of new things to chat with you about, um, starting with a few New Year's goals. Uh, Lillian, since you're the guest on here, do you want to quickly chat about, uh, one, who you are in case anyone didn't see what last week was, and then two, a few of your New Year's goals? Yeah. Okay. So hi, everyone. I'm Lillian. Uh, it was such a it was such a fun time being on the podcast last time. So I am Tim's one of Tim's closest friends, all the way back in high school. We managed to keep in touch all these years, and we were really involved in the business club. That's how we got to know each other really, really well. And then Ethan, I met last year before the pandemic hit. We went uh, me, Ethan, Tim, and a group of other really, really great people. We went to Paso uh, Robles. Ah, yes, Paso Robles <laughs> for a wine trip. Uh, and that's how I knew Ethan. So ever since then, we've also kept in touch. And I'm just very grateful to be on here again. It was so much fun last time. Nice. Uh, also, before we get into our New Year's goals, uh, some quick housekeeping on our last episode. We had a bet at the end of the year. Uh, December, what was it? The New Year's Eve, um, what the price of Bitcoin would be. And then if we won the bet, we'd have to do all these, or we wouldn't have to do all these like crazy things. And if we lost, uh, Tim would have to do something involving <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. I'd have to tap dance with a tutu on, and Lillian would have to twerk. Um, we won the bet, so we didn't have to do those things. <laughs> Lillian went ahead uh, and did it anyway, though. Um, yeah. Just go to her OnlyFans page, onlyfans.com slash lchen1234. Also her password. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> You're giving people false hope. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's 100 a month. <laughs> Is that a yeah. good pricing strategy, Tim? Uh, I wouldn't know. I'm not smart like you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe one day I feel like I would really want to start an OnlyFans of just like rescuing different cats. I think that would be really, really great. Yeah, you can like have uh, pussy pictures and uh, it'll be just yeah. a bunch of cats. Provocative. You said you couldn't say that word, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't do what I say I'm going to do. They call me a Donald Trump of sorts. Uh, interesting. Getting political now. Um, oh, yeah. I would pay for that OnlyFans, the the pussy show. Yeah, it's cute, right? I'll go yeah. on it. Or pussy rescue, yeah. Yeah, pussy yes. rescue. <laughs> my pussy, and it's just you rescuing like a random cat and giving oh. it a tune-up. Oh yeah, exactly. Great idea. Thanks, guys. Or a uh, pussy ASMR, and it's just a bunch of purring noises. <laughs> <laughs> Every day you wake up, you get a new purring noise, like as you're alive. That'd be oh, pretty cool. That's not a bad use of use of money. I'd pay for that. Okay. Good one. So, 
that was just the quick housekeeping stuff. Let's get into our goals. Who who has goals, by the way? Is this a thing? Like this year, just based off of 2020, are we really goal oriented anymore? <laughs> What's funny is I came in in 2020 ready to kick off some really great goals. The only issue was pandemic hit two months in, and at that point, it's uh, it felt like a lost cause to keep pursuing these. It was like network more, like reach out, like make sure to only do three drinks on Fridays, things like that. <laughs> but uh, given though pandemic comes around. Three drinks on Fridays turns to zero drinks all week, uh, which could be a good thing for health, but also not great for, you know, going out and socializing and stuff. But this year, I think it's going to be different. It feels different already. That's good. More optimistic. Yeah. What about you, Lillian? Um, I think my life just changed way too much. So I was going to go back to the U.S. in January to um, take my cat and then take her back to Taiwan. But I actually went to a temple and then asked like so basically in like buddhism you have these temples right and you have a god and they use like a human's body so then the god would come down every like at, at a certain time every day uh like every wednesday and friday and it's like different gods um and they just tell you about you can ask them about anything for your life and they tell you about it and i was like hey i'm, I'm thinking of going back to us in january and they're like no <laughs> don't <laughs> like the pandemic sucks so um i had that realization and then he kind of he was like wait what you're going back just for a cat you're risking your life to go back just for a cat and i'm like um yes <laughs> and then so later i just felt like you know what it is what it is. And I decided to let someone else have my cat, which is a breaking news. I know. <laughs> Just look at Tim's face now. Yeah. So, so I found her a really nice home. It's still in the process. It's not finalized yet, but it's bittersweet because I know she'll be like so well taken care of. And I'm not going back to US, US anymore. So my plan just like all changed. But January, like what I'm focusing on is just like focusing on my health because last year I um, did a little bit too much and now I'm just trying to get everything back in order. That's a good goal just to like, you know, focus on yourself and getting better. And Just curious about the whole cat situation. Um, did you, so you ended up finding someone to take care of Cleo? Mm-hmm, I did. So um, when I was back there, I also rescued another cat. His name is Boomy now, like Boomy as in, what is it? Avatar? The guy from Avatar? I don't know if you watch it. It's like a quirky old guy. And then um, the little... Oh, cat. the Taruk Makto, the big I, bird, I, right? I, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, his name is Boomy now. And he, I found him a really, really nice home. Like this guy loved him so much. He got him a subscription box with like, they send him cat wines and cat toys and catnip like every single month. So this, yeah, this dude is spoiled. Um, and so he and Cleo really got along and, you know, Cleo really loved her. He was, he, she was like a big sister and just taking care of her little brother and he, she would like clean him and they would cuddle and it was like the cutest thing ever. So um, hopefully they get reunite if everything works out and we'll see what happens. So I'm kind of, you know, I'm happy for her as well. I think they would be really good company for each other. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. fingers crossed it works out. Yeah, and I'll go rescue more cats. 
in Taiwan? Do they have a cat adoption program? Yeah, yeah. I just uh, sent my last one away, um, and I found like we found her a really good adopter as well, and now she's like super happy in her new home. She's pretty much a princess now. That's awesome. That's on the twenty twenty one list now. Yeah,、nice. more cats, more cats. Sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a happily ever after. If I've ever heard one, <laughs> like it is. You know, You didn't get to like be with Cleo, but Cleo has another cat now, and hopefully, nice family, and you get、yeah. to like, keep helping cats in Taiwan and fostering them. So yeah, and yeah. I get to visit when I go back, so that's good. Yeah, some、right. may say Cleo has a better owner now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I I would be you know as someone who is like moving around all the time, I don't want to take her with me. It would just be a lot of stress on her, so that's not good. That's fair. Yeah. Maybe you can talk about that too, like moving around. So you have like this new lifestyle. You're a digital nomad.、Mm-hmm. Uh, so what what does that look like for the year to come? Like, are you going to stay in Taiwan or you keep moving? Yeah. So next week, I just I think last week I was having a meltdown again. <laughs> I guess that's what you do when you're trying to start a business. I had a meltdown again,、um, and so I just booked myself. A hostel in like the middle of Taiwan. It's called Taichung. It's like another major city. I think the second largest city in Taiwan. And I'm just gonna go there and live there for a week and see what happens. And I'll be living in one of those like bunk beds because I'm cheap. And、um, just like it has curtains. They're actually really nice. They're bunk beds. They have curtains. They have your own little lights that you can turn on and off without disturbing other people. Lockers in the room, of course.、Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I think I'll just have a week of very like. Zen, me time, no distractions, no nothing. Cool, that's dope. Yeah, hopefully I get to go to like、uh, Southeast Asia sometime later this year, and、uh, maybe make it back to the U.S. to like clean up my stuff and then just get out. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I didn't want to stay in the U.S. this year. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. <laughs> no, yeah, but if you guys can travel, you're welcome here. Anytime,、um, as long as they let you in. We're Americans, so the chances of that are are pretty low. But <laughs> we will. You're welcome to stay with us in case you want to come back to the United States. Oh, thanks. That's right. How's vaccinations going? I'm just curious. In Taiwan, are they is are they doing that better than us? I'm assuming yes, but I don't think we have vaccines yet because we don't really need it. Oh, so we we finally found out. You want to hear this juicy story? Like. Um, we finally got one case of local COVID case after like I don't know two hundred three hundred days. We finally have one case,、um, and it was like a New Zealand pilot who is in his I think fifties. Yeah, he's in his fifties, and he's just like he is such. I- I'm gonna avoid that word,、um, but but he like he would drive without a mask, and he was coughing, he was sneezing, he had you know all the symptoms, and he refused to wear a mask. So basically, he gave it to all the other pilots, and then after he got back to Taiwan, because pilots only have to quarantine for three days instead of fourteen days,、um, like everyone else, you have to quarantine for fourteen days, and the government tracks your phone. They call you twice a day to make sure that you're next to your phone,、um, and they give you a care package, and they have you know designated quarantine taxis, and they track all the taxis who's been on which one, and they like send you to different hotels and all that. So it's like everything is like. You know, everything is super, super organized. But this guy, he after three days, he came out. He went to see his girlfriend, 
who is 20 years younger than him. And now everyone knows, the entire country knows. And then um, they went around, go hang out, go to the mall, go to another mall, and then go to another mall. And then like everyone just like, holy crap, you are kidding me. So um, actually the girlfriend got COVID from him and then she went and got tested. So now everyone knows. And like within a day or two, um, they have like listed all the places that they've been to and then like passed around through the entire like country and everyone knows the exact places that they've been to like which mall at which time on which day um so like if you are at the same location during that time then you have to like just be careful and watch out and like wear your mask and like watch for symptoms and stay at home they have to get tested also or is that not a requirement you don't have to get tested but it's like if you have symptoms then you should um and then i think recently we got two more cases um but then like after two more i think like after two more cases we just like seal like everything and you know i think even that i I don't know what the response is for the two cases but for the one case who wherever the pilot and his girlfriend were they actually closed the entire department store and like desanitize like sanitize the entire store just for that one case wow which is crazy huh yeah sounds like you guys are really taking it seriously good for you (laughs) we're we're taking it so seriously because we had SARS before and so it's like this time it's like oh it is you know it is it's coming here again so um just like you know everyone knows what to do already like just to give you an idea I'm in Los Angeles and I read I saw an article that one in three people in Los Angeles has gotten COVID over the course of this whole pandemic so just to give you an idea of how bad it is in LA. Um, we're just, the problem is that it's just LA is too big. And like mm-hmm. you have LAX and people are traveling. You know, I see like people in the news, like they go to the airport and they're like, oh yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. And you're just like, seriously? <laughs> um, and then there's these like over Christmas, they were in Ventura, which is like right next to LA County. Um, there are people that were doing Christmas Carol protests what? where they would Christmas carol in like a big group without masks on. And you just have to watch this in awe of how, you know, ridiculous people look when you consider how horrible this pandemic has been that now we're in December and people are like, yeah, but Christmas is more important than, you know, the safety of others in your community and your families. Like, I don't know. Yikes. <laughs> Yeah, my my roommate before um, is a doctor and I hear from him. I was like, hey, you know, how's things going? He's like, oh, it's awful. (laughs) It's absolutely awful. He said, in his words, I have to pronounce two people dead every single shift. That's insane. Two people dead every shift and shifts aren't like week long shifts, you know, super large hospital. Um, So just I I mean, like, think about it for a second. And and I talked to someone else. Um, who also works in the hospital and it's just completely chaotic like they're completely overworked and it's just like the hospital is literally like on fire not like literally on fire but like figuratively on fire literally figuratively literally. the hospital's burning it's literally <laughs> I was what's funny is I was talking to my sister because um, she had a COVID scare like uh, a few a month or two ago she yeah. uh, she's a nurse at a hospital down in LA and uh, she apparently she was doing some procedure on a, on a customer or they call them patients in hospitals. Um, 
and then the the patient had some COVID symptoms uh, and sp- apparently spread COVID to a few of the employees. So she had to go home, skip Thanksgiving, stay quarantined for two weeks, had to do the same thing Lillian, be by her phone uh, to like do the location tracking stuff. And it's crazy in LA. It's, I mean, <laughs> Ethan, you're there right now. So I can't imagine the horror it must be. But like just hearing that's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's fun times, guys. Apocalypse world. It's great. Um, we just need zombies and then we're good to go with the apocalypse. <laughs> don't Please don't jinx it. <laughs> no, my mom, she she's convinced that there's going to be zombies because apparently she found these like online news articles about how um, one of the effects that Corona... I, I don't want to spread misinformation, okay? So guys, this is for entertainment. This purposes. is 100% real, guys. Everything this Lillian is, is saying right now. Purposes only. Um, this is literal, but- literally figuratively the truth. <laughs> <laughs> it's a literally zombies um but no no no. she found found this uh i think like a side effect or some kind of new strain of coronavirus where it actually like attacks your brain or something is that a thing i know a new strain is a thing um because th- we've heard that right like britain has a new strain uh some asian country has a new strain like new strains yeah. are really coming out there the, the virus is mutating yeah, 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 but okay. So this is for entertainment purposes only. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was like, I think she found some information because I mean, there's so much on the, so so much online, right? And she was like, oh yeah, it's going going to attack your brain. And they call this, uh, they nicknamed this like the zombie virus because it like literally makes you like kind of Walking Dead. Which I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like if there if zombies existed in real life, it would be probably like a disease that attacks your brain so that you can still walk, but you're completely out of control of your own actions and whatnot. So hope that doesn't come. Yeah. (laughs) What I heard was that, you know, the new strain came from a mink farm in like the UK. And that mink farm, like the um like, I don't know if you guys know about mink, but like they, they're like in cages and they are like, their fur is like the purpose of them being like, you know, farmed. And so apparently the mink would di- like die and then like come back to life. And that's where the new strain came from. Like, so that's where the zombie thing came. Like, I don't oh. know how true that is, but um, also, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but um, they had to kill every mink in that farm just to make sure that like it didn't spread like so that's that was the zombie thing that i heard about poor mix wow you as a vegan that they have to kill all of them i mean i i read that i'm like people must realize that you know here's the thing right like just take a step back because i know you mentioned the vegan thing but like humans have been told to social distance in order to not spread this virus correct like that's our plan of attack and yet we have animals who are in close quarters, like, you know, chickens and mink and all that. Um, they're in close corners and they're spreading the virus and it's mutating because we're not treating animals with the same kind of um, risk level that we treat humans. And so I'm not surprised, honestly, that, you know, mink or whatever it is, like, are like mutating this virus because, you know, these companies that are, if they just worry about profit, they don't care about a pandemic. They don't. No one thinks that they're going to be the cause of a pandemic, right? Like yeah. that's that's the thing. They just want to like worry about their profits, and so when it does happen, they're like, "Oh, whoops! I guess we'll just have to like 
kill all these animals and start over but they don't actually change their practices mm-hmm. and so that's that's the thing where like as a vegan i'm like you would you think you'd read about this and you're like oh maybe we shouldn't we should socially distance these animals that we're going to kill you know like that's that's the bare minimum and they can't even do that or just don't wear mink who wears who wears mink i don't know it's it is frustrating but i'm also yeah, like not yeah. surprised and or drink spat soup <laughs> <laughs> i've mm. never heard of that i have as an asian i have had some pretty weird stuff but i've never had bad soup or or ever want to try it mm. yeah it's awful yeah. but on the, on on a more positive note have you seen minks like hunt for um rats they're so good they're really good you can train them to like so basically they can work with dogs and um they they have you know how rats have like little tunnels under so you can like hire them if all the rats are eating your crops or food or or are just like infesting your farm or whatever you can hire people to like take minks and then they just go and they just like kill all the rats and they bring it back up and they just bring up like rat bodies after rat bodies and they just like clear the whole thing like a mink temp agency yeah yeah they're good they're good this is great i've never heard of that no is that yeah. like taiwan exclusive or no no I, I was recently shown like videos i think there's a the, a guy in america who specializes in like saving minks and like training them and they he like trains them by like putting them in a big fish tank and then they have to chase the fish around and like he trains them to hunt it is so cute so cute that's awesome yeah. that's actually really cool <laughs> yeah it's um what's interesting also like with the I feel like going back to the whole, you know, COVID uh, zombie situation, we've heard about this, like Ebola might be the zombie virus. We've heard the, uh, there's like the cordyceps fungus that's supposed to be the uh, the zombie fungus. I feel like it, I would be scared if it really brought someone back to life. You know, someone's dead, they're on the like mortuary table or whatever it's called. Feed them the COVID vaccine, they get up and they start craving human flesh. Because like, Think about the genetic like requirements within the COVID virus that would make someone rise from the dead one. And then two, try to, you know, assert superiority over other humans. I feel like that's, that's a lot of biological steps to reach. Like you know maybe coming back from the dead. Yeah. You know, what's even scarier is if someone takes that ability and tries to turn it into a vaccine or like some kind of medicine for dead people to come back to life <laughs> as oh a life-saving God. drug or whatever. That's insane. Elon Musk is working on something similar at a Neuralink, like about like transferring your consciousness to a computer. Yeah, but that's a lot different than zombie. (laughs) A zombie computer. Yeah. Yeah. The zombie computer. Computer is hungry. Okay. So what we start twenty twenty one (laughs) with? Yeah. (laughs) Lovely. Twenty twenty was a global virus. Twenty twenty one, dead people. Yeah. Well, I feel like we could probably catastrophize all day <laughs> if we wanted to, you know what I mean? Like talk about politics, we can yeah. talk about all these things that are just the world coming to an end, like climate change. I don't know. Like, Wait, Ethan, your New Year's goals. Yes, that, that was my, I was kind of getting to that. Like you <laughs> should, you should reel it back in. <laughs> okay. I kind of had like goals also in 2020 and none of them were after the pandemic just everything kind of fell to the the wayside. So when I'm starting this year, I feel like I'm being more realistic with my goals, but still trying to like aspire to 
doing things that I, I want. So I think the first goal for me is like to get vaccinated. Like I, it's just, it feels like the, the thing that will lead to other things for me. Like, um, like I can start to live a more normal life once I don't have to live in fear of getting COVID and spreading it. Um, so that's one goal. The other goal, um, I, so I'm writing a book. Uh, I've talked about it a few times in the podcast, but um, I've written almost 18,000 words so far, which is like five chapters, an introduction, um, and a story. And so my my first green light goal with the publisher that I have is actually in a few days and I have to write another chapter um, to reach my 20,000 word goal. And that's like a really big like accomplishment for me i didn't really think i would make it here so i'm excited about that and then you know in august that's when i'll be publishing my book um that that's also seems crazy that all this is happening this year you know what else yeah i don't know i've been applying for jobs and stuff so it'd be nice to be employed at some point this year (laughs) i don't think that's too unrealistic (laughs) but who knows um and then like to move out of my place here i'm currently living in my childhood hey. room in los angeles which isn't as bad as i thought it would be but you know i'd like to get my independence back at some point this year so hopefully i get a job and then i can move out um travel kind of live the digital nomad life that lillian has been living yeah so all those things this year hopefully fingers crossed <laughs> who knows but uh what about you what about you, Tim? What are your goals? Hey, first off, big props to writing this book. Like, just want to say, it's so excited to see it come out. You, uh, you gotta, you gotta let us know when you have something ready to read. Would be so down to like take a look at what's available. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, right now I'm in like the first draft phase, and I've been told when it's the first draft, you don't really want to release it to the public because it's not ready for like the mainstream, I guess. But eventually when I revise the chapters, I'll have like beta readers. So if you guys want to be my beta readers, I'm definitely open to that. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool. I, I feel like uh, like the, the chapter I'm writing right now, it's about influencers and followers and how that's connected to cryptocurrency. And so um, it's kind of fun to like bring things that is that are relevant to like social media just seems like the norm now for most people. And bringing that into like the cryptocurrency world, I think will make cryptocurrency more interesting to people that maybe didn't get have an interest in it before. Can you give us like a sneak peek of how they relate? Because that is super interesting. Sure. The basic like argument that I'm making is that when you think about influencers like throughout time, pre-internet, like I think of like Marilyn Monroe and Michael Jordan and like these people that everyone like aspires to be like, there's a loyal fan base. But that relationship between the influencer and the follower or the fan, you're not really capturing all the value there, right? Like there's merchandise you can buy, you know, people are like watching your games or your movies, um, listening to your music, that kind of stuff, but they're not paying you directly. And then social media, now you have a direct relationship where they're following you. Everything you say and do is like being captured by your followers, but they're not really, it's not connected in a, in a way that like really captures the total value of that relationship. Like for instance, Patreon um, is like a new phenomenon where people can basically pay you like a subscription. Like we talked about OnlyFans, 
it's the same kind of concept where you're just paying someone to just do what they're doing, right? Like that's that's basically it. Um, but I don't think that even makes sense because if you're the follower who's paying someone, um, you're not really benefiting as much as you can be as well. So with cryptocurrency, kind of bring it back to that. If these influencers have their own coin where the follower can buy the coin, then they are also getting value out of that relationship. So not only does the influencer benefit, but now the follower benefits because the value of the coin appreciates over time. And so the follower would be buying, investing in that coin. And then when that person grows, like their their fan base, um, their brands, you know, all these things that are kind of intangible, when those grow online, the person that is helping them grow by sharing, liking, commenting, retweeting, like all that stuff, they are also benefiting from the growth of that brand. And that doesn't exist right now. Like the, the follower doesn't invest or the follower can invest in the influencer and all they can do right now is donate and they don't benefit from donating, um, whether it's subscription or like the other things I mentioned. In language that Tim and I can understand, it's like owning a stock for a fo- like for an influencer. Exactly. It's So that's like the argument that I've been making throughout my book is that people should have their own coin. It's very similar to the stock market, but for people. And in that way, the relationship is, becomes like an investor um, relationship. And that's the best way that you can capture the value of these kind of intangible relationships that we've developed online. I'm trying to sit on Jennifer Aniston's board. <laughs> Let me buy some of that stock. Yeah, I don't think you can own like a controlling share of someone's coin or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> what an interesting concept, though. I feel like this goes back to what you were talking about back in college, challenge coin, like investing in someone via crypto. Yeah, basically, it's that idea, but in a book. Because I want to like really detail what it can be in a way that makes sense to myself and hopefully my readers as well. Amazing. Good stuff. I'm all for it. Yeah. I'm really excited to read this once it's ready, you know? Yeah. After it's whatever you be on the not for public use or whatever you say. (laughs) (laughs) We get the private version. I would love to read that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's just manuscripts of Ethan saying, buy my stock. Ethan coin needs you need to buy it um, Ethan if you had a coin what would you, what would you call it uh I mean I, I don't think it needs to be any more clever than just my name but like I'm not gonna make a T-Tox coin if, 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 Ethan, if Ethan was already taken oh I see I don't know I imagine it'd be like discord kind of where like you just you have Ethan like and then like hashtag and then a bunch of numbers I don't know it I think it should be your name because really it's mm-hmm. it's your brand right so yeah you know, if my brand was like PewDiePie, I guess then I'd call it PewDiePie coin. But really everything I've been putting online has been myself, right? So mm-hmm. it wouldn't make sense for me to call it anything else. So the other cool thing, and then I'll, we can like stop talking about the book. But um, I've interviewed some really cool people for this book already. And that's been really exciting as well. It's like my, I've been able to network my way into like the cryptocurrency, like leadership space. Um, and so I'm trying to, continue to like interview people who have a very unique like perspective. So I just interviewed the CEO of DeFico and DeFico is a new coin that will basically disrupt FICO scores. If you think about that, like cryptocurrency like could disrupt like every industry. So I'm not surprised that someone wouldn't want to take this on. I know people who like talk about their credit scores and they just, they're so ashamed and it's like a number that it's, 
it's sad because some of some of it is just you don't have access to capital when you're born and you have to like take out loans and it's hard to have a good credit score. And so with cryptocurrency, it's just, you know, this DeFico, they basically are saying, yeah, we, we don't need that system. All you need is, you know, some collateral or some proof that you'll pay back the, the company and don't worry about this number, like the number that's assigned to your credit worthiness, it shouldn't hold you captive to your future, right? It just, it's so, it's so horrible that people have to be a part of this system that, you know, basically puts you like in a ranking of how likely you are to pay them back. Like we're more than just that number. It's, it shouldn't be that way. And I'm glad that cryptocurrency can provide a new way for people to get access to like a loan for a car. So how would DeFiCo do that? Just curious. And we don't have to dig into their business model, but just very, <laughs> seems interesting. Yeah. I mean, the conversation I had with uh, Sam, who's the CEO, he basically said that they are looking into a few ways that people can prove their um, ability to basically pay back a loan. And one of them is just the collateral that you're trying to, and like, let's say you want a car, right? Like that example, then that car will be the collateral. If you don't pay back the loan, then you don't get the car, right? It just, it makes sense. And so now you can just take out the middleman and it's much cheaper now to get a loan. And so you don't have to worry about the interest rates being as high as well. Um, I just think it's a more fair system. Um, and there are other ways, like I think having an address, basically proving your, your um, you can put your house, I guess, as collateral as well. But they're just trying to be creative and come up with new ways for people to basically say like, maybe I don't have this much income but I have other things, assets that I can provide that prove that I can pay back this loan. That's really great. I feel like especially during this time of, you know, the pandemic, because obviously a lot of people lose their jobs and need money. But where, where do you get that? Right. And I feel like, yeah, the FICO score is very subjective in some sense, because not everyone knows how to play it. So, for example, if you have if you recently open a credit card, you have a inquiry and your credit is going to go down because your average time of your credit goes down. So it's really a game like most people aren't even I mean, I wouldn't say most, but many people don't even know the rules of the game that they just they there's nothing that they can control. And I had an investment banker friend who was like, oh my God, my credit score just dropped by 20 points. I had no idea why. And I said, yeah, well, it's, if it's only 20 points, don't worry about it because sometimes they change the algorithm without telling you. Um, and no one exactly knows how it works. So how do you play the game if you don't even know the rules of the game? That's not very fair, right? So totally with you on that and looking forward to where this goes. Yeah, hopefully there's a better way to you know quantify someone's, not necessarily someone's value, but assess risk in a way that's not so subjective. It feels like back in high school, some people had SAT prep and some people had no idea what an SAT was in their senior year. And so there's like obviously intelligence and aptitude can be measured in a lot of different ways, but SAT is such a unique way of, uh, such a very targeted and specific way that may not capture the full value of someone and assess them accurately. And I think like, as we start optimizing the world, we want to get to a better solution. This, that sounds really dope, much better than FICO. I like this blockchain crypto solution. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a really cool conversation. And uh, I hope to have more conversations like that and kind of also feed that these new insights into the book as well. Cause you know, the ultimate goal for me is to educate people about cryptocurrency and get them excited about 
the future potential that is already happening, but that will happen also in terms of disrupting these giant industries. And the FICO industry is just so huge and so antiquated that it makes sense that cryptocurrency would just disrupt that whole space. You hear that, guys? Buy Bitcoin. <laughs> Buy Ethan's book. Oh Buy Ethan's book. <laughs> okay, Tim, your turn. What, what do you want? What are you looking forward to this year? What are your goals? I don't have many goals. I, I want more money. I want to find a new job <laughs> that pays me more money. And don't say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I love my job. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my boss. My boss wants a new job too. <laughs> Everyone in the company wants a new job. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I want to make more money so I can buy a house. I, I don't have enough money to afford a house uh, at, at the level I want yet. And so to be able to do that, I need to earn more money so I can pay the monthly mortgage and all the associated fees. Um, I, mean, you could I probably, get close. You could probably afford a house in Nebraska if you wanted to, right? <laughs> <laughs> an Omaha? Mansion in Asia. Oh, give me a country name and I'll zip right down there. What about Indonesia? <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. Uh, you thought COVID was bad in the US? <laughs> Check Indonesia. Yeah, but you know, give yourself some time to save, and by the time that you save up, you're ready. I'd be down for like a, a more modern nation. Uh, it is super modern. Do you know how like how nice it is? They have so many things. You can even buy avocado toast in like Bali now. Dog, I lived I in Indo. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm. Indo is like really modern. Totally agree. Dude, but there's I think so also, many digital nomads. Like they are all flooding. Like Indonesia, Thailand, um, Philippines, not as much, but even Cambodia. Like they're actually really, really modern. Um, and you can find, like, if you just want to hang out with foreigners, you can find a bunch of people who are, like, you know, from abroad and they just, like, do foreigner things, like, have avocado toast and lattes and, you know, work in co-working spaces with other foreigners. And it's, like, it's super, like, I haven't been there yet and that's why I want to go for my field research, but I would definitely invest in one of those countries. If I were buying a house... I would invest in one of those countries if I can, like if a citizenship and, you know, all these regulations allow, I would pick that over any U.S. city, like and over any U.S. city, because I think there's so much more growth in there than in, you know, a U.S. city where you have to balance it, you know, being too expensive and generating such a low yield versus it being so shitty that you're going to get shot when you're touring the property. <laughs> Which I guess in the U.S. there's, yeah, the I mean, the safety there is not great. But if you go to Indo, maybe you could buy a house for like I don't know, two hundred k. That's a mansion or something. Yeah, yeah, Tim, I'm telling uh, you, I would, I would, if I had more money, I would, I would share with you as well. We can like buy a house together, and then we just like take turns going there. I'm down. Yeah, let's pull yeah. our money together and let's buy property. <laughs> What's a home share? I'm sure it's like you share a home. You have a group of people who buy a house together and then you just like take turns going there. Sounds like some millennial stuff right there. No, no, it's very, <laughs> how it like originally started, but home shares recently have become like, you know how sometimes you go to like Hilton or something and 
I, I have this because I still have you know, a vacation that I'm supposed to book, but they give you a package that is at a significant discount. Like, okay, so you can go stay at, you know, one of the hotels in Las Vegas for, I don't know, 200 bucks for three nights or something like that. Something crazy. Um, or like 200 for like five days. I think that was the one that I got. So I still need to go, but they would require you to attend a meeting where they try to sell you, like hard sell you a home shirt. But basically what that means is you buy like some, you know, a a portion of ownership of a particular hotel and you can come and stay here every single year for X number of days. And it's just like, it's, it's a total scam. I'm just going to put it that way. It's a total scam. You cannot get out of it. Yeah. And they will charge you maintenance (laughs) over and over and over. And even if you die, it doesn't go away. It goes to your kids. So all of the obligations and liabilities, it passes on to your kids as well. And there's like, oh my God, it's just a total scam. And you have to hire a professional to help you get out of the home share. It's really awful. Joke's on them. I'm not having kids. (laughs) (laughs) Your debt dies with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so so let's have a home shirt in, but like the good one. <laughs> I'm down. In Bali. Let's, let's buy a place in Bali. Let's buy a like place. A, it's like we a pyramid scheme, except over. yeah, a pyramid scheme, except you're at the top of the pyramid, so it's actually a good yeah. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the next startup idea a pyramid there scheme. There we go. Yeah. Um, okay, Tim, I cut you off. What else do you have going on this year? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's uh, that's it. Um, I don't know what else I want. I want a new job that makes more money. I want a home, uh, that I could feel secure in. And, uh, I want to be able to reach out to some friends more and maintain a consistent ability to reach out and, uh, and keep up without keeping out contact. And I want to work less and work out more. That's it. That's all I got. Solid. Cool. So not smart goals. That's all right. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I, I don't know what the S is. I don't know what the M is, the A, R, or the T. No, the T's clear. It's a turtle. No, it's not either. <laughs> turtle goals. We could talk about politics. I don't know if I really want to, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> we can skip the politics discussion. I think we all feel the same way, though. You know, politics. depends on how yeah. much you want to drink today. I've Let's already... bring in a Republican for some fun. <laughs> yeah, right. I already finished my uh, my drink, so <laughs> oh, I'm drinking um, Malibu with some vodka infused pineapple and some orange juice. So mixed cocktail on a beach. Very fruity. <laughs> <laughs> Ethan, you're living the life. Is that a timeshare in the background, Ethan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my timeshare of a cave on the ocean. That's my dream, honestly. <laughs> Just live out here. Love it. Oh, beautiful bay windows you have. <laughs> uh, I know. I, I will say, I know. Just so that whole like storming the Capitol event, like that felt like watching history unfold. You know what I mean? Like, have you ever just like watched the news and be like, is this really happening right now? Or is this the Whiskey they... Rebellion? <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to be talking about this like when I'm like really old and they're like, what were you doing when this happened? I'm like, I was watching like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, my mom literally she was screaming like I thought someone was dying. Like, Ethan, come out of your room. And I'm like, what? What's going on? And like I was watching the news. And he's like, Trumpies are just super. Sp- it was not only was it crazy that they're storming the Capitol, and they're able to do it, but then also that it's a pandemic. None of them were wearing masks, and so they're causing like a super spreader event. Like, does anyone been tracking like the consequences of like COVID in that whole situation? It's ridiculous it happened in the first place. And the fact that it took so long for authorities, uh, specifically one leader of our country, to uh, to condemn this stuff, right? It's just, there was a war fought against Confederacy. And today was the first day that a Confederate flag started flying in the White House, or whenever that riot was. It's wild. He didn't even condemn it, though. He was He was, like, adding oil to fire. And he was like, you guys got to fight like hell. You guys got to just like fight hard so um yeah but he talks out of both sides of his mouth right so he can say like you know be peaceful we love the cop love the police but then also he's like you know they're stealing the election and um what was the other thing he said uh oh i love you he said like, he loves you yeah, like, to the protesters yeah. that just like you know tried Crazy. to hang his vice president that's what they were chanting yeah. in the crowd hang mike pence really? like that's oh, yeah God. yeah so these people are just nut jobs and our president is chief nut job so yeah but i i do this is gonna go down in history yeah like something that i felt pretty good about is like even some of you know the republicans right like i think finally they spoke up against like this behavior is just absolutely not acceptable and we're done with this we're through with it and just like sorry donald (laughs) we're only going so far with you and this is this is too much so only nine Republicans voted to impeach him. Yeah. The, the second round, only nine did a hundred really? and something voted, uh, voted for him. Um, which I mean, talk is cheap, right? If the actions don't cheap. match it, but I understand there's stuff oh, behind impeachment. That's, I'm only but, halfway through the story. Oh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> you spoiled the ending for me. Tim. Uh-huh. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you spoiled My the ending. Fault. I was so yeah, so I'm still catching up. Um, I'm, right now, I'm still on drafting the impeachment. I only turn on U.S. news when my like mental capacity can handle it. Oh, <laughs> yesterday, no. Yeah, yesterday I was in a pretty good mood. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's listen to some U.S. news. <laughs> I, I wish I could just turn off U.S. news, but that yeah. is, that's news for me. Like, yeah, I, I mean, like, no... <laughs> it impacts everyone, right? But... But even if you're not in the U.S., I think it still impacts you. Like, because the U.S. is such a big country. Everyone knows what's going on. But I think we all have, like, recently I've come to realize that, like, you get to decide how much you want to participate. And for me, I just choose, like, okay, I'll listen to it. But I'm not going to actively participate. Not because I don't care, but just because... I don't know what realistically I could do. What do you mean? As in, like, how how am I going to change a situation that, like, you know, there's there's so much you can do and so much you can do. Yeah, like you can you can go online, do your research, be educated, um, participate in causes that you're passionate about, but at the same time, like, you don't really have control over the shit going down right now, right? Like, you as a single person are not going to stop people from storming the Capitol are not going to restore faith in, you know, people's 
view on our democracy and the legitimacy of the new president and whatnot. Um, I think the main thing that I'm most concerned with is all the way back to the roots. And it's not all the things that that's happening now, but it's just the overall like division and information sharing of social media. Um, and this comes from a recent documentary that I watched. I don't remember what it's called. It's the Netflix one where they go about how like social media companies really should be hold ac- held accountable for the algorithms that they develop because they're only sharing things that, you know, are confirming your existing beliefs, but nothing that is contradicting your existing beliefs, right? So what I realized is if you're in the United States, you're hanging out with the same group of people, that's all you're going to get. You're going to get the same types of information. This is why like Americans compared to other, you know, people from other countries, Americans are very, very politically charged and Americans are especially polarized. Like if you meet someone who is liberal from, an, you know, from America, that person is going to be a lot more liberal than someone who is from Europe or Asia, for example, right? And I think what we need now is some kind of, we need dissent, but like in a way where we can actually communicate and understand each other instead of just like screaming at each other. And I think social media really has a role to play in that. Yeah. The Netflix documentary, by the way, is called The Social Dilemma. I really highly recommend it. It's really interesting to watch. And It scares you, huh? Yeah, especially also because Trump was also given the internet death penalty. (laughs) And so that was also like never before. I don't think anyone's ever seen that in like the internet's history as well. Like one person being like basically censored to the point where they can't, you know, spread their ideas or incite violence in Trump's case. But the social politician. Yeah, exactly. He's like the president. He's still the sitting president, whether or not we like it, like he's in charge of the country. You know, the social dilemma was also like just kind of reiterating what Lillian said, but, you know, it's talking about how we all have these confirmation biases and, you know, social media just feeds into that with like our individual echo chambers. Um, We're really not learning about things that, you know, push us outside of our comfort zones. And when you combine all of that into one social platform, it's become this like device to manipulate the masses and that manipulation like now affects our elections. This, the whole like censorship of the president is also something that I don't know if I agree with or not. Cause you know, that social media, like that just proves that like Facebook, Twitter, all of these like social media giants, they have more power than like our own government (laughs) in that sense. Like with communication, like they can do more in terms of silencing people than our own government can like Mm -hmm. Trump's cabinet didn't you know invoke the 25th amendment the impeachment did go through sorry to spoil that Lillian um (laughs) he was impeached a second time but the senate the senate hasn't done anything with it yet Mitch McConnell is still kind of like you know choosing to not act even though he said he would support it you know he's still the president he's going to be until his last day with the inauguration and so there's a lot of things that Trump's presidency has shown us, the American people, and also the world about the problems that we have to address if we want to like mm-hmm. progress as a society. Because social media isn't a good thing either. It's like, you know, it's very toxic. Um, that's a lot of the the hate and conspiracy theories and QAnon. They live in this social media world and they spread lies that way. So it's it's really scary time that we're in because I'm not sure how it's going to move forward. I don't know if these like 
I don't know if Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey and all these people like know what to do. They're kind of like steering a ship and they don't see the iceberg, but even if they do, they can't really do anything because they have like shareholders and these other like interests that they have to like keep in mind. You know, they can't just worry about freedom of speech and like all these other things that it's like so complex. That's what I'm saying. Like there's so many things going on that who knows what the right thing to do right now is all we're going to be able to do is like, look at it like from the retrospect and be like, Oh shit, we shouldn't have done this. We shouldn't have silenced a sitting president on social media. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's such a tough time. And like doubling down on the whole complexity piece, you know, social media wasn't around a while ago. It's only recently when Obama was able to harness social media and then Trump obviously maximizing the use of it. And the accountability thing is tough. Like, who do you hold accountable? Is it the leaders of the social media organizations? Is it like, at what point did social media become a problem to democracy and and things like society? Um, Is it a problem? I think some people would debate that. Um, it, wh- what we can also turn to is uh, not advocating for a different kind of government or anything. But if you look at China, China's doing so well right now, economically and socially and all that, not in the human rights department or a lot of other departments. Uh, please don't censor us, China. We have a lot of Chinese fans. But the reason I think part of the reason um, that they're moving forward so quickly as a society is the fact that it's a central body really making a lot of these decisions. Uh, and, and they're all aligned with the will of the people. And by people, it's like certain people who push China forward, you know. That's why they're, they're moving so fast. And that's why they're going to, uh, my prediction is overtake America as the top economic country in the world. Um, remains to be seen how, how social policies will follow. But it's really, inter- like with democracy comes a lot of challenges. And I think that's why America is the whole great American experiment of democracy. This is a really important time in our nation's history to be able to decide how we move forward with this um i hope that's not like overstating it but if we want this experiment to work we we really got to think about how to do this properly and not turn it into like a megacorp situation or turn to china's example of a dictatorship example you know so we'll see no idea learn chinese though guys because china's gonna fight america in the next war should we we end with some kind of game i don't know we didn't do anything let's do it it's like something fun we can do Oh, I have one. Um, it's called Guess the Animal. You can play it like in a car during a long trip. So, um, or, or just in quarantine during a long quarantine. Mm. But it's you, each person come up with a, like an animal in mind. And then you can start asking questions like, oh, is it a land animal? Does it swim? Does it have oh, like, like 20 questions? No, no, no! You animal. Just, like you just keep guessing until another person guesses the animal. So it's <laughs> or, twenty questions, but more than twenty. Or, or we can play another an, uh, <laughs> animal, another game. Guess the movie, artist, TV show. Well, you do twenty questions and just like have it be, like person, animal, place, thing. You know what I mean? Like yeah, 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 yeah. Is that, okay. is that what we're gonna do? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you guys want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love to ethan what game yeah. do you have in mind let's play a game <laughs> that was my joke. i want to play no more <laughs> um okay lillian had a good idea let's do 20 questions but maybe not call it's copyright so let's not call it that let's call it um 22 questions guess the animal or place or thing or person <laughs> <laughs> It was my idea. What is twenty? What is twenty questions again? 
20 questions is like heads up seven up like you can't copyright 20 questions uh, okay well the game is basically someone thinks of a you know animal person place thing idea whatever and then we all have to ask or the other two people have to ask questions to try to guess it um and then whoever gets whoever guesses it gets to go next oh cool okay. Big facts all right williams is you're the guest why don't you think of one of those things. <laughs> All right. It's got to uh, be a noun. Yep. Okay. Yep. I have one. Okay. Is it an animal? No. <laughs> Does it start with the letter A? No. Is it a person? No. Does it start with the letter B? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a place? No. Is it uh, an everyday object? No. Is it an idea? No. Does it start with the letter D? No. Is it a thing? Yes. Okay. Well, we got our first yes. <laughs> Is it Taylor Swift? No. Taylor What's Swift is not a thing. You cannot objectify women. <laughs> <laughs> you caught me. <laughs> <laughs> gotta stay woke stay woke Tim is it something you own no is it something you can own yes is it something you can buy at like a store yes is it an expensive object no is it something that you can like use for your household no is it edible yes is this a food Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make. It. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are. Is this food for? Is this food for human consumption? Yes. Is is this food something common in like a place outside of the United States? Yes. Is this food common also in the United States? Yes. Is this rice? <laughs> no. <laughs> is this food solid? Yes. Is this food also liquid? No. <laughs> is this a non-Newtonian fluid? Not even me. I think that is yes. Um, no, wait, Newtonian fluid is not a fluid. Is it? You remember back in like elementary or whatever? I don't know. I, I didn't go to an, a rich elementary, but they had um, they there was a science person named Miss Science who was actually Ben Cher's mom. Shout out Ben. Um. And she came in with like a non-Newtonian fluid, and we all made it inside film canisters. Newtonian fluid. It like it starts as a liquid at uh at standard non-movement, but when you like apply force to it, it turns into a solid. It's like honey, except the honey gets hard when you poke it, and soft when you don't touch it. Okay, it's probably not that then. Okay, <laughs> back to the game. Is this a breakfast food? No. Is this a dinner food? No. It's like a snack food? Yes. Is it manufactured by Frito-Lay? No. What is that? Chips. Oh, no. Oh, Frito. No, Frito-Lay Frito oh, is yeah. a big company. Frito-Lay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys, what do I like? Well, it doesn't start with D. <laughs> is this a cat food? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was going for, too. <laughs> I think we're over 20 questions. Okay. Um, 
Is that the snack? Is that all we have? It's just a snack. Um, is it sweet? Yes. Is it like a something that's bite size? A what? Like a something you like take a bite size, like a chip or something like that. No. <laughs> Chips are not sweet, guys. Well, you're right. Is it no, a type of candy? The size, the size is a bite size. Ah, okay, like, okay. Is it a candy? No. Is it a type of candy? Candies are bite size. It's not bite size. Me? You ever to... had a big candy? <laughs> no. Okay, so something sweet, snack. Is it a pastry? Yes. Okay, interesting. Uh, is it like a croissant? <laughs> no. That's not sweet. That was bad. Um, Does it start with the letter C? Yes. The cookie? No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I know it, but I don't want to say it. <laughs> I just want to make sure you know it. Naggers. Did it start with a C? <laughs> no, no mind. <laughs> Tim, pastries that start with a C. Is it, no. is it chocolate? Chocolate is not a pastry. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with a C. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um... Is it creme brulee? No, a pastry. Have you never? Do you know what creme brulee is? Yeah, you bake it, but it's like it's not a like a pastry. A Frenchman would beg to differ. I will ask. <laughs> Thank you. Pastry. Am I, I'm blanking on my pastry vocabulary right now. Um, I don't like. Guys, so you have cookies with you have chocolates. Bread. Yeah. <laughs> Chocolates and what else? That Croissant. starts with a C. That starts with a C. Is it clam? No, <laughs> guys are so close. Comfort food. <laughs> really? Is it cantaloupe? <laughs> Muffin. What? Oh. Muffin. It doesn't start with a C, but very close. Cuffin. What is like a muffin? Like a muffin. Oh, is it cake? Yes! Hey. Cupcake? I was going to, no, I was going to say cheesecake, but I thought you guys, like, it would, it would take too long. So <laughs> cake, is, cake is fine. You're wrong. That, that took, like, two minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs> All Sorry right. for our own incompetence. <laughs> you go. To be fair, this is, you know, very broad. Mm -hmm. Okay, I got one. All right. Ethan. Is it a person? No. Is it a thing? Yeah. Is it your penis? Oh, you got it already? <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> Third guess. Really? No, Lillian, no. <laughs> Are you kidding me, Tim? Why would it be that vulgar on a public podcast? <laughs> because you can't say the word, so you have to have Ethan say it. Ah. Just to make sure you know. He just has to say yes to whatever I say, so I go next. Um, yeah. Big brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. God damn it. Um, no, it is not that. Is it big? <laughs> is it hard before you answer? <laughs> Right now, or... Sorry, I couldn't 
take this seriously anymore. <laughs> At the moment, <laughs> it is not. But if you apply force to it, will it become solid? Or friction. <laughs> it is already solid. <laughs> I can't. Um, okay. Wait, it's not solid? Is it a liquid? It, it is solid. Oh, it is solid. It, it is, is solid. solid. It is solid. Okay. It is solid. solid. That's solid. Okay. Um, the solid thing. Is it something you own? Yes. Is it well, something can't... you have in your room? Uh, not at the moment, no. Is it, you know, smaller than, uh, like, you? Is it, is it, is it like a smaller than your human size? <laughs> yes. Okay. Is it something that you use every day? No. Is it edible? Uh, no. Not by me. Not by you. I mean, it could be edible, but I mean, You're realistically, it wouldn't sit well. <laughs> that was a really bad joke. <laughs> uh, Wait, what do you say about edible? It it wouldn't sit well, but uh, no, no, it's not edible. Let's go with no. I mean, you could try, but like, you could also try eating a towel. You know. Is it a towel? <laughs> um, no. Okay, so it's not edible. Is it something you can buy at Target? Yeah. Is this like a household item? I guess, kind of. Not really. Potentially. Is it something... It could that be. That's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it found in the electronics department at Target? No. Is this found in like the cosmetics health section? No. Is this a clothing item? No. Ethan, it's my turn. Sorry. Is it something that you take to work? No. <laughs> Ethan, you want to go? I know. I was just, okay. Is I... it more expensive than like $10? uh probably not it's it's around that price point i'll give you a hint um i know for a fact at least one of you has something like this at least one of us Ethan, what do we have in common what do we own in common no no, no don't, don't go down that route okay <laughs> i don't know if that hint was helpful um <laughs> is this something that has like uh power to it Oh, like oh, electricity? Like power. Yeah, or like, is it powered by something? No, no. It's static. Is it plastic? No. Is it paper? Yeah. Is it a book? Is it a notebook? Uh, which one? We go I go with the notebook. No. Is it like a book book? <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to a notebook? Yes. <laughs> It is, it is, a book. is it a specific kind of book or is that it? <laughs> it's, yes. Ah, The Great Gatsby. Ah, you're so close. No. Oh, Wait. no. One of us has it. Is it a diary? <laughs> no. I think, I think this is as close as it gets. Do you guys want the answer? Wait, of mice and men. 
I don't think I have that book. So you have it. Household item, I guess. It has to be one of the books that one of us has read for high school or uh, something stupid. Like uh, Ready Player One or something? Think yeah, younger. What? Else did I read? what? <laughs> younger? Think younger than high school. <laughs> I wasn't here. Um, <laughs> she wasn't born yet. Romeo and no. Juliet. No? That's not a book, <laughs> it's a play. Is it? Yeah, like, but it's in a book. A hungry, hungry caterpillar. <laughs> It is. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> How did you guess that? <laughs> it is. <laughs> you got it. It's in that bookshelf behind me. That's why I thought of it. That's why I, I was looking at your bookshelf. I was like, one of you has this item. It's. <laughs> I was looking at the books. I didn't think you had that one. I wow. had that too when I was a kid. But I barely spoke English, but listened to it anyway. <laughs> it's actually really cute. Oh my god. It was, was Hungry crazy. Caterpillar. Good job. Good job, Ethan. Wow. All right, Ethan. Yeah. Last rounds. It worked out perfectly, huh? We just go in a circle. Circular. Yeah. Okay. I am ready. <laughs> Wait, I missed the joke. Can you repeat? I had my I met your butt out. The joke is that I'm ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Um, <laughs> is it a item? No. Is it living? Yes. Did you get it for your birthday? No. Oh, oh. Is it an animal? No. Is it a person? Yes. Is it Bernie Sanders? No. <laughs> Is it a male? Yes. Is he American? No. Is he alive? Yes. Is he European? Yes. Wait, no. Is he famous? Yes. Is he Vladimir Putin? No. <laughs> Is he funny. an entertainer? No. Wait, so he's not American, he's not European, he's not an entertainer. Is he Correct. a politician? No. Is he in business? No. Did he promote social change? Yes. Is he black? No. Is he Asian? No. Is he white? No. Is he Middle Eastern? No. Is he Latin? Kind of. Huh? <laughs> in that geography. Latin American? <sighs> From South America. Latin. South America? Okay. Okay. Is he Brazilian? Honestly, I'm not quite sure. Crap. Do we know <laughs> this person? <laughs> I don't think that will help you. <laughs> Do we know this person? Yeah, you definitely know. But I picked someone both of you would know. We know or we know of? Both. Have we met them in person? Oh, no, you don't. So know of them. Does he play football? <laughs> no. Does he have something to do with lettuce slash cabbage? No. What is that? Have you ever had lettuce with uh, Lillian? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what? 
Uh, no, the question was, does he have anything to do with cabbage or lettuce? Does he run a dictatorship? I'm going to say no, because Wait. saying yes will throw you off. Do you like him or dislike <laughs> him? Or do you have a positive or negative impression on him? Uh, I mean, generally positive. <laughs> so good so social it's not change. Fidel Castro. Yeah, social change, Latin American, not an entertainer, doesn't play football. Not a policy. Nothing to do with lettuce. Nothing to nothing to do with lettuce. Honestly, I have no idea. Is he living in the United States? No. Are you sure we know this person? I'm 100% positive. Both of you know who this is. <laughs> keep he's keep asking. Oh, no, he's not Mexican. Um, keep going asking questions about the living thing. Might help. Is he living? No, I mean, like, where he's living. Is he living in South America? No. Is he living in North America? No. Is he living in somewhere exotic? Uh, that's, that's a racist question. That's a subject. Okay, hold on. Sorry. Is he living in Asia? No. Is he living in Europe? Yes. Huh? Must be a Spanish guy. Is he British? No. Does he have another citizenship? Yes. That's my guess. I'm I'm sure he has. Okay, okay. And he's so, famous, right? He's famous, yeah. Really? You guys haven't figured out his profession, by the way. So is he a is he a doctor? No. Is he an artist? No. Entertainer is a big bucket, and so that cut off a lot of people, I feel. Hmm. Is this person in a respected field? Uh, like maybe. I don't know what that means. It's not like- respected to a regular suburban in the 70s, for example. Someone like walking down a like- Traditional path. Yeah. Yes. Well, he gained the approval of Jewish and Asian parents. <laughs> if you bring him home, <laughs> if you bring, I mean, sure. If anyone brought him home, you would find respect was <laughs> from Asian and traditional Asian and Jewish parents. Mm-hmm. Was he a dictator at one no. point? <laughs> <laughs> um, is he Jewish? No. God, I have no idea. Is he a lawyer? No. Has he been is in the he news in... in the past year? New has he been in the news? Mm-hmm. Yes. Is he living in France? No. Spain? No. Is he are there requests for him to be extradited somewhere? No. This is really hard. I didn't think it would be this hard. <laughs> this is a good one. I honestly don't know. Um, is he, you guys want a hint? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's not Jewish, but you should keep guessing. Is he Middle Eastern? No. Does he act as a Jewish person occasionally? No. Does he dislike Jews? No. I mean, like, guess religions. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> is he Muslim? No. Hindu? No. Christian? Buddhist? Kind of. Catholic? Yes. Is he a pope? Yes. Francis? Is he is the he pope? American. <laughs> what? what is that? Really? Yes. <laughs> Wait, he's Latin American? He's from South America, yeah. Oh what my god. Let's go. That's oh so wild. God. Oh my god. Wow. I really threw yeah. you guys off with this one. <laughs> Latin. Like, Latin was a tough gonna, one. We're gonna guess all the European cities and we're gonna be like, oh Vatican. I, I would have said no for wait, Italy. Italy you would say no. Right, I would have been like close, I guess, because this is just going. And then on I would later. guess all the other things around Italy and never <laughs> Vatican. Yeah, I, I didn't want to like give it away with the religion thing, but even that was like, uh, is he a Muslim? <laughs> <laughs> Muslim isn't. He's a religion. the Pope. The Muslim Pope. Islam is a religion, not Muslim. <laughs> no, is he a Muslim? Right. No, he's. Yeah. I forget what country he's from, but he's from like you know South America. Um, really. He's the chosen pope. I don't know if you guys are Catholic or not. I just assumed you guys would have known the Pope Francis. Francis. A hey, big f- props yeah. to him though for rising up the ranks as, yeah. a, as an outsider. Yeah, he was in the news recently also for his like stance against Trump, and um, he's like he's been very progressive. So like the social change thing, I thought you guys would have like kind of went into that. No idea. <laughs> I think the problem is there's too many people who promote positive social change. And I just looked it up. He's from Argentina. Okay. Oh my God. Yeah. Cool I Nazi. <laughs> I would have been wrong if I said Brazilian, but I thought that was close. Uh, How did you I know thought, that? I have this bobblehead and I was like, looked up. And I was like, this is the perfect person. <laughs> the Pope. <laughs> Yeah, it's from when I traveled Europe, and um, I visited visited the Vatican, and I wanted a bobblehead with him, and I guess that would be sacrilegious to buy that in the Vatican. So I actually saw it um, when I was in Venice. They had, like, one of those, like, random place, like markets in the middle of nowhere, and I was like, there's the bobblehead I wanted. And so yeah. 20 euros later. <laughs> uh, oh, Pope. Pope Francesco. Wow, I really stumped you guys. I was not expecting that. (laughs) We're not as worldly as you are. No, I think it was so like, I didn't realize he was Latin American and just like threw me off. Right. I mean, what do you think? He was Italian or something? Yeah. Yeah. Pope Francis? Right. Yeah. Maybe French? Yeah. No, Francesco. Good, good recommendation, Lillian. I mean, I don't know if our listeners are going to enjoy this, but yeah. I, I feel like they'll kind of that be, was fun. They'll be guessing along with us, you know, yeah. trying to figure it out. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. guys. All right. Thank you again, Lillian. This was fun as always. Um, hopefully, this year goes a lot better than last year for all of us. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, um, yeah, if you ever want to come back on the podcast and just do more fun updates and we haven't done any cat things but next time we'll do more cat stuff <laughs> next time i rescue cats i'll <laughs> let you know which will be soon i'm looking for some now actually amazing
send us pictures. Yeah, I will. I will. They're so therapeutic. It's like you have a long, hard day and you just look at your cat and it's like, ah, life is good. Life is simple. Keep it simple. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, hopefully we can. Yeah, go ahead. Platypus. <laughs> platypus. Platypus. I'm going to keep that platypus in, okay? <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> All three. All 10 of the platypuses we just said just now. Yeah. Is there a platypus infestation at your house, Tim? What's going on? Just this little green dude is going around trying to be a secret agent around me. All right. Make sure he's socially distanced. (laughs) Don't cough on me, buddy. (laughs) Life is good. Oh, is that for real? You're (laughs) 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 Cheers to that. So. Thank you so much, Lillian. Thank you, Tim. This was fun. Um, yeah, hopefully we'll have a new president of the United States next time we do this. So, fingers crossed. We will. Crossed. We will. Not hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we, we will. <laughs> we will. All right, more optimistic. <laughs> I feel like it become more of a nihilist. <laughs> it, it will happen. Join the club. Uh, yeah. It will be like constipation. Slow and painful, but will slowly come out. <laughs> That's a great that's a great visual for <laughs> thank you. And on that note, thank you, Lillian, for constipation. Thank you, Ethan, for Argentinian Pope. Yeah, it's always a good time to talk to you guys and catch up. Thanks for having me again. It's always fun. Thanks for joining us. We loved it. All right. Bye guys. All right. Peace. Peace.